Good day to you, writers. So listen, I know some of you probably have some manuscripts, some thriller, some awesome children's book, some snobby literary fiction, something you've written that you just want people to read, sitting on your desk, sitting there staring at you in the face. It's not in the hands of many people. You want it to get out there. Well, guess what? We are giving away a free booksy or bargain booksy advertisement today. Your choice. And this will expose your book to hundreds of thousands of readers. And this is normally about a $50 to a $200 value deal. So it's pretty good. So head over to bleedingink.fm. That's bleedingink.fm to enter. And giveaways end two weeks after an episode's air date. Good luck, and I can't wait for you to get your hands on some more readers. There is nothing to writing. All you do is sit down at a typewriter and bleed and bleed and bleed. What's this? Bleeding Ink, a podcast for indie authors with J.S. Leonard. Hey, 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 episode 13 of Bleeding Ink coming at you right now. This show is where writers go from bad to badass. Learn from the triumphs and struggles of remarkable writers who have bested the written word. Tune in every other week on iTunes or Stitcher. And for those of you who have rated the show, awesome sauce. Thank you so much. If you haven't rated it yet, please head over to iTunes and uh, plug it in. It's much, much, much appreciated. And listen, you can follow me on Twitter, which is at JSL Author. That's for JS Leonard, JSL Author. And visit bleedingink.fm where you can sign up for giveaways and my mailing list that dishes out tools, tips, and updates for all of your writing and author needs. And I say this as I'm looking around. You may also hear about what I'm writing too. Um, so I happen to run across a lot of marketing folks and, and their sensibility, demeanor, and genuine empathy for audiences tell me that times have changed. Marketing is no longer a filthy bag of tricks. We can substitute marketing with acts of telling story or encouraging revolutionary change or feats that enable creatives to perform their universe-given work. Today's advice revolves around providing value to human beings who need it. I don't know, it feels like a worthwhile mission to me. Writing is a difficult pleasure. Convincing readers to grant you a moment of their precious time is more difficult still. There's nothing more pleasing than affecting change in a reader's heart. It is why we write. We have power over our fingers. We can force ink to bleed but we can't force good, kind-hearted people to digest our words. We need to synchronize their needs with our offerings. We need to market ourselves. Written word media helps authors connect with readers. It's one of the few marketing outlets I've found that warms my heart. Farrell Vernon and his wife, Richie Woolman, love books and they love writers. And from this love, written word media branched into five services. Free Booksy, where you can market your free book. Bargain Booksy, where you can market books less than five bucks. Red Feather Romance, where you can market your romance novel. There's also New In Books for new books, new releases. And A Year In Books, which is sort of their um, recommendations to, for what to read this year. And their stance is to provide cost-neutral advertising. Your return on book sales should cover the cost of your ad. This is a gateway to new readers for authors without large mailing lists or established audiences. In a sense, you borrow Written Word Media's list of 200,000 hungry readers. Now, I only recommend services with which I've had personal experience. This is no different. 
I bought a placement when Modern Rituals, my first book, launched, and was pleased with the number of books sold. Written Word Media has expanded since, and I have no doubt that the quality of their ad results are the same or better today. In this episode of Bleeding Ink, I welcome Farrell Vernon. We talk shop about the state of publishing, how to sell more books, what the best marketing channels are for authors, and all kinds of awesome advice to build a long, sustaining writing career. And he does just a magnificent job of breaking down these complex topics into tender morsels that will uh, dissolve on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, I hope you enjoy it. And here's Farrell. Hey everybody, today um, I have an interesting guest and uh, to preface this sort of interview, I am, with my book Modern Rituals, I signed up uh, to advertise it through a, a service called Bargain Booksy and it was uh, it was actually a really good experience. It's one of the few places that I felt that I actually got a good return on my investment and um, you know, I sold a fair number of books through it. I didn't feel like I was cheated I felt, and I felt the company um, did a very good job of actually um, you know, maintaining that trust relationship with me. And today I have Farrell Vernon, who is the, actually, I'm not sure what your position is, but I know it's up there uh, for, for written word media and uh, which is uh, the, the parent company to um, Bargain Booksy and a number of other services for authors. And I just want to say, welcome Farrell. And uh, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. And uh, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that you had a good experience with Bargain Booksy. I'm always, always psyched to hear you know, an author who has a, a good experience. Yeah, yeah, it was great. So, so tell me about your role with Written Word Media and mm-hmm. what you guys are all about. So we're, you know, we're a small company. Uh, the company is run by my wife and I. So mm-hmm. you know, it's a family business, but we like to joke it's, it's not a bakery. It's a, it's a family technology company. Mm-hmm. And we um, really started the company uh, a couple of years ago. The story goes, uh, you know, my mother-in-law wrote a book and she needed a place to promote it. And she couldn't find one. Uh, tried giving it away for free, couldn't find a place to give it away for free. And, uh, you know, so we decided to build a little website that gave away free books. And that, that was Free Booksy, which was the first website that Written Word Media ran. Um, and, you know, skipping over a couple of details, it kind of grew organically from there. Uh, and really about a year and a half ago, uh, we looked at the business and said, hey, this is this is exciting. We have the chance to actually you know, do something real for authors, give readers really, you know, a great experience and, and turn this from, you know, an interesting side project into a real business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've been focusing on it, uh, you know, laser focused since then. So it's been exciting. Uh, Written Word Media now has uh, four main websites that we're running, all of which are focused on giving readers book recommendations and uh, providing authors with good marketing solutions that, you know, provide um, a way for them to get the word out about their books. Yeah. It's interesting. She couldn't find a place to, to give out her book for free, huh? She couldn't do like the sort of zero dollar Kindle trick. <laughs> she she did do that trick, but but nobody was paying attention. And I think that's the big uh-huh. that's the big thing that everybody kind of misses. It's like, oh well, I'll make it for free, and everybody will go get it. And yeah. you know, um, fortunately or unfortunately, that's not the way marketing works. And so um, when you do an event like a discount or anything, uh, you got to promote it for it to work. And so um, you know, we're we're really experienced online marketers, and uh, we love marketing. And so uh, it's been kind of a treat to to help authors do that. So how many eyes um, would you get your book in front of if you did do free booksy? So um, depends on your genre and your device preferences. So we send out custom 
tailored book recommendations depending on whether you read on a Kindle or a Nook or, or however you like to, to consume your books. Mm -hmm. And so the actual amount of people that you'll reach varies a little bit based on those preferences. Mm -hmm. uh, our total list is over 200,000 for free booksy and over 150,000 for bargain booksy at this time. Oh, that's um, great. And depending on what idea. genre you write in, you know, you reach some subset of those people. Gotcha. Um, and would you compare yourselves to like a book bub or something like that? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the parallels are, are definitely there. Uh, BookBub mm -hmm. is a lot more expensive. They're a lot more exclusive. Mm -hmm. uh, we pride ourselves on being really indie author friendly. So our, um, you know, editorial review process is definitely there. It's not as strict as BookBub's is. Uh, our list isn't quite as big either. But, you know, we like to really think of ourselves as friends of the indie author. And we, you know, everybody needs a chance uh, with their first book, with books that they're working on. Um, and so, you know, we like to be inclusive where BookBub is exclusive. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, but we do do some similar things. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's talk about that. Then. Um, wh where do you see publishing heading then at this point? Yeah, so that, that's, you know, that's a big question. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Let's, let's go ahead and let's try and break it down then. Yeah. So, um, you know, let me take it from the vantage point that, that we see. You know, we, we talk to authors a lot, right? And, and so we deal with authors. And so I think um, there certainly has been in the past this divide between the independent author and the traditionally published author. And, and even that word traditional, you know, implies something about the way you're published. And I think you're starting to see sort of the stigma around indie publishing certainly fade. And I, I'm excited to see that, you know, progress more this year. How, how, I think, yeah, go ahead. how do you see that fading? Well, I think two things. One, I think uh, you're seeing successful indie authors and not just people that are, you know, wrote a book, but people that are really successful doing independent publishing. Uh -huh. And there's two avenues for that. There's people, you know, like uh, Joanna Penn, who I'm sure you're familiar with, who, oh, yeah. you know, these people are, are making a good living. They're writing great books. Um, they're producing fiction and, uh, you know, they don't have a publisher. And, and I think people see people like that and they say, wow, that, that's a successful indie person. I, I kind of want what they have. And I think that, you know, the, the stigma is falling away. The other thing I think you see is indie publishing being more of a, an inroads to a book deal. You know, you look at Andy Ware and The Martian and what happened there. And obviously that's, you know, a one in a million story that, you know, he wrote indie sci-fi and it got, you know, picked up and Matt Damon starred in a movie and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but you are seeing stories like that where you start out indie and then you have some success and then you get a deal. The other thing we're seeing a lot of is sort of authors that are calling themselves hybrids. You know, they mm -hmm. do, they do, you know, one book with a publisher, they do a couple books themselves and, and, and they like sort of, you know, the mix of that model. And, and for them, it's a choice, not a, you know, not something they have to do. So, you know, I think that it's happening because, you know, there's sort of celebrity indie authors out there that, that are really charismatic and that are making money and that are, are helping all of us in the industry. And I think that's awesome. Um, and so I think that's, that's uh, you know, it's helping the, the, indie, the indie cause. And I think we'll continue to see that in 2016. When you refer to like a hybrid author, um, huh? is that, so that's, in your eyes, that's someone who, who publishes both traditionally and on their own? Or, or is there some sort of publisher hybrid Chimera mix <laughs> that would uh, that 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 a an indie author or an author can go to to and sort of get the hybrid experience. 
No, when I when I use that term, I'm referring to to authors that are both traditionally published mm-hmm. and you know for for a couple of books and write indie for a couple of books. So mm-hmm. um, there are sort of hybrid publishers out there that that do interesting deals that aren't traditional. But when I say hybrid, I'm referring to you know people that that have a mix in their in their catalog. Gotcha. Um, so w- how, how can like an indie author maybe replicate Joanna uh, Penn's success? Well, <laughs> those are, those are fun questions, right? And I think, uh, the thing that's cool about listening to podcasts and, and hearing stories like Joanna's and, and, and other people in the industry is every time you hear, you know, how one person was successful, you, you, you know, you take something away from it and you say, Oh, well, maybe I could do something like that. But, um, and I think that's a great way to learn is to hear other people's stories. But everybody's experience is different, and everybody's you know uh, take on their genre is different, and their you know what they're good at beyond just writing is different. Um, and so you know there isn't any one thing that people can do. I think the thing that we see that that a commonality among people that are successful is people who really focus on the product of their book beyond just the writing and people that focus on marketing. So, you know, there's, there's kind of three chunks. There's the writing of the book, which is mm-hmm. really hard. And, and most authors that we work with are good at that part. Um, then there's the product of the book, which is the book cover, the metadata, um, the packaging around it, you know, how you describe the, the Amazon description, all of that stuff. And then there's the marketing of the book. And so there's sort of those three thirds of, of a book. And I think what we see, um, the people that are successful, the people that take those, those second two thirds uh, very seriously, um, whether they spend a lot of time or not, but you know, they're willing to pay a little bit of money. Uh, they don't roll their eyes when they're like, I have to market my book. They, they, they take it as a serious task. And so you know, I think focusing on marketing and focusing on packaging are, are two things that can make an indie author much more successful than they are today. What would... Um What's what would be your like number one sort of bit of advice to to, to market yourself? Um, at, you know, when you're first getting into this kind of thing, and you want to go about it maybe cost effectively. Yeah, so that's that's a tough question. I think um, lots of y- tough questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. It's an interesting conversation. You know, uh, when you're just starting out, uh, it's a different ball game than when you've written a couple of books, right? So nobody's ever heard of you, at least not as an author. Um, and so you're drumming up your first chunk of audience out of nothing, out of thin air, right? And that's very hard. Um, and you're trying to convince people to pay for this piece of work that has potentially taken you, you know, months or in some cases years to to produce. And um, I think that, you know, there's definitely some hustle and that goes a long way, you know, uh, posting things on forums, connecting with people on social media, uh, getting your friends and family and coworkers and just sort of your, your really close people who, you know, you know, are, are not going to say no to joining your mailing list because you know them. Um, you know, that's something and you got to start somewhere. So, so do that first. Right. But that's not going to scale. That's not going to help you get your book successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you need is audience. And, and you know this, you run a podcast, you're trying to get more people to listen to it. And when you write a book, you're trying to get more people to read it. Uh, and that's hard and it's expensive and you have to advertise. Um, and so I think, you know, part of the reason we built the services we built is because of this problem. And so authors who are just getting started, you know, discounting their book is a great way to sort of put put out some news about about your book, right? Like, uh, you published it, now what? Well, I'm, I've discounted it now. That's something you can tell people about. You come to sites like ours and, and you can tell lots of people about, about your book. Uh, and that's a way to get started. But I think at the beginning, you're going to have to kind of rent audience 
you know, from, <laughs> from, from, sites, from sites like ours because you don't have it. So you got you to figure out a way to, you know, work with other people who do have it. Um, and I think you just, you, you have to hustle and, uh, you know, you have to pay. And I think we believe in that and we like to keep our prices nice and low. So you do have to pay, but you don't have to pay a lot at least to get started. And I think that's, that's, where, you, that's where you start. Yeah. Interesting. I want to ask you a real quick about this hustling thing. So, so yeah. what, what do you mean by hustling, like by posting on forums? Like what kind of forums and what are you posting? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, uh, are you familiar with Kboards? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So Kboards is a, is a, is a vibrant author community. Um, you know, we're on there a lot just to sort of take the temperature of the, in, of the indie author community and make sure that we understand, you know, what their problems are. Um, but, you know, other authors are the cool thing about the community, and you know this, is is they're supportive, right? Writers are very supportive of each other, and I think that's really cool. It's it's not a cutthroat competitive crowd. And so you can start on a place like uh, uh, Kboards and get some other authors to kind of give you, a, you know, pay attention to you a little bit and, you know, make friends with them and see how they've been able to build a little bit of audience and, and maybe you do a joint promotion with somebody that you meet there and, and that's a way to expose your book to somebody who already has a little bit of an audience. Um, but I also think there's, uh, you know, just responding to other, you know, reading groups, um, working good reads. And, and like I said, these things are not going to be huge windfalls in terms of your ROI on your time. But at the very beginning, uh, a little bit of hustle goes a long way. You know, every reader counts. And I think until you get a few hundred readers, um, you're going to have trouble building uh, momentum. And so those first a uh, few hundred readers, you've got to be kind of scrappy to get them, right? And I think if your book and your website is ready to collect email addresses, you know, you run a promotion with a site like ours or, or any number of sites out there, and, you know, some percentage of the people that are exposed to your book are going to say, hey, I like this, and, you know, maybe I'll read the next book that they write or the next one in the series, and they'll join your mailing list. Um, but you've got to be ready for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I do want to talk about email capture, and that's an critical component to all this. But so, so or would you say that 300 uh, people at 200, 300 range is enough to kindle, start to kindle that sort of viral plague that would start to take over an audience and, and have it grow from there? Or, or is there a magic number? There's not a magic number. I, you know, 300 is, I think, the number or three or 400 when you're kind of like, okay, I have something. These are people I don't know personally, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's, that's something to feel good at once you've gotten to that point. I think um, in the low thousands is where you start to have enough people where whenever you do your next thing, you, you can expect some actual traction from your mailing list, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's a, that's a hard number to get to, but it's, it's not impossible. And right. I, I guess, you know, the message that we like to give people and, um, you know, we talk to authors all the time is, is you got to work at it. It's, it's, it's as much work as writing and, and sometimes more. Um, and, you know, there are, there are plenty of people to help you with it if you don't like doing it out there. Um, that's not something, you know, we don't do like consulting, but I, I would recommend if, if you really start doing the marketing and, and you hate it, <laughs> if you don't like it, um, you know, hire somebody or, or work with, or work with some people to try to get it done because it is really important. So, um, how, okay. So uh, do you have any advice on how to, uh, basically, you know, start to grow the email list in the beginning other than, other than posting on forum? Stuff well, like yeah, there's, I mean, there's two things. You, so you, it's kind of like I mentioned, you know, you, you set up your website with an email collection form 
And then at the back of your book, you say, if you liked my book, please join my mailing list. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you run a promotion with a site like ours. And then a bunch of people will go through your book. And, and at the end, they'll join your mailing list. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So that's one, that's one, that's way one to strategy. Do. Gotcha. Right. I like the that. other thing to do is to, is to run ads, right? Is to use the Facebook ad platform or, or you know, Twitter or Google ads, something like that. Um, that definitely works. Uh, it is complicated. And uh, you have to be pretty committed to it. Um, but that is definitely something that we've seen authors who are good at it, who like it, uh, really have success with. Interesting. So those are kind of the three ways, I, I would say. So, so why, why is it complicated? So the Facebook ads platform, and this is something, you know, a lot of people think of Facebook as a social network. You know, you see what people ate for breakfast and baby pictures and, yeah. and stuff like that, right? Which is, which is fine and good. But the real power of Facebook and why it's such a big deal is because on the back end of it, there's an advertising platform. Mm-hmm. And so just going on Facebook and interacting with people is one thing, and that's kind of a check-the-box thing you've got to do. But using the Facebook ads platform to run ads uh, allows you to target people. Uh, and, and, you know, there's, there's, Mark Dawson has a great um, course on this, and, and there's some other people that, that, that teach you how to do it. But basically, you can go on there, you can spend as little as, you know, five or ten bucks a day, and you can target people who like other authors or people who like books or people who like, you know, whatever it is. Um, and that targeting is really powerful, but it does require a, a budget. You know, you've, mm-hmm. you've got to be willing to spend, you know, low hundreds of dollars a month, mm-hmm. um, at least to, to figure things out. And then you need to be checking it every day and analyzing the data that comes back and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I say it's complicated, you know, just getting up there and running one ad is you know, pretty much anybody with a credit card can get it done, but getting good at it and yeah. really being able to, you know, uh, acquire readers at, at low cost or, you know, whatever's reasonable on an indie author budget. Um, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. W- would you recommend, um, pointing them to say your Amazon page and, 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 you know, taking the cut that way or pointing it to like, say a Gumroad type thing or like, or, or like, you know, how, how would you, how would you recommend, um, the, the actual book transaction, take place if you're going to try and, you know, go, go the Facebook ad route? Yeah, that's kind of the million dollar question. I think it depends on what your goals are. Right. Mm-hmm. And I hate, I hate, you know, questions that are, it depends, but it depends. So, well, you yeah, know, no, I think most things it's, that's the answer. I know. I, know. <laughs> I, I feel like when I listen to these things, I want, I want the definitive answer. Right. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but unfortunately that's not always the case, but uh, it's really an if then statement, right? If you, if you're just trying to acquire email addresses, for people to email later about your next book or whatever it is, mm-hmm. then you should be sending them to a website with an email collection form, not to Amazon. Mm-hmm. If your goal is to drive sales, to sell more copies of your book, then you should sell, send people to Amazon uh, or you know uh, Barnes & Noble or Google Play or wherever it is that you prefer to, to, to have your book sold. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason for that is... Um, Focusing on the platform, for example, Amazon, uh, you know, people trust Amazon to get a book, right? So if you send somebody to Amazon, they're much more likely to buy a book than if you send them to uh, a website where you're selling your book directly that they've never heard of. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, Amazon doesn't give you email addresses. Sure. Yeah. Right. And so the only way to sort of collect that. So if you're trying to build your mailing list, send them to a website. If you're trying to sell books, send them to Amazon. So it sounds to me that because. Um, there, there are a lot of book coaches out there, and um, I think, I think a lot of them preach that the mailing list is is your pot of gold. And I mean, it sounds to me that 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 is the, you have a similar sentiment as well. That 
growing your mailing list should be pretty much your number one objective outside of selling books. Does, does that sound right? Yeah, you know, I understand people that disagree with that point of view, but I'm, I'm a huge believer in email. I always have, I, I think it's the, uh, the denim of online marketing. You know, it never goes out of style, <laughs> changes a little bit, but it's always, it's always something yeah. that people are going to do. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of chatter about millennials not using email as much and that they're on social networks more and stuff. And, I, you know, I, I challenge you to find somebody in their 20s who doesn't have an email address. Right. And so, you know, it's just, you know, it is a way to reach people and everybody's got email on their phone, which is in their pocket, which is an incredibly intimate way to communicate with a potential customer. And sure. so email is still very, very important. And, mm -hmm. you know, good emails people see as a service and e emails get a bad rap because everybody gets spam or about things they don't like. But um, if there's an author that you like, you know, I want to know when they get a new book and email is a great way to tell me that. Um, and so I think building your email list is, is a safe way to build people that you can always send a message to. If you build them on Facebook or Instagram or any other platform, you're always subject to that platform's restrictions, guidelines, rules, regulations. They're not yours. You don't own them. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the thing about your mailing list is you can always take it with you to whatever, wherever you go, whatever you decide to do. And so that's the reason why I think a lot of people preach it and why we think it's important. Right. Um, you know, that said, it's a hard thing to do to build an email list. I think just saying it is sort of, <laughs> you know, it's like saying, oh, just build a really successful podcast with a million people listening to it, right? Like, you know, that's, that's hard, yeah. um, which is why we build big email lists and allow authors to sort of use them, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's why we've been able to be successful is because a lot of our um, authors who are just getting started, uh, they need somewhere to go either because they don't have any, they don't have a mailing list yet or, you know, maybe they don't want one. They, they, they'd prefer just to sort of rent one from somebody like us instead of building it themselves and, and focus on writing. And I can't you know, necessarily fault people for, for focusing on what they're good at. Mm -hmm. if, we, if, if you do choose to go, say, through Facebook or Goodreads and, and create a campaign, or if you have a mailing list, let's, let, I, I want to talk about pricing strategies. Like, what, what, how does someone go about pricing their book and does it affect how they market their book? I obviously, if you know, it's parking books versus free books, there's there's a clear pricing strategy there. But sure. Like, what about Facebook? What about your services? Mm -hmm. Like, can we can we elaborate on that? Sure. So pricing is a really interesting thing, uh, especially mm -hmm. right now. And uh, mm -hmm. we just wrote an article on this. And but Amazon has basically um, put out some quality restrictions. So they're going to start taking books down if they don't meet certain quality guidelines. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, yeah, it is great. But what it's going to do is it's basically going to mean that a 99 cent book is going to be better than it was last year. The quality standards are going to be higher, right? So that is going to put more pr price pressure because, um, you know, your 499 book has to be better as well, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think when, when you think about pricing, I think people have to price it low. I, I think, um, especially when you're starting out mm -hmm. and I think, you know, readers, what's, what's low? 99 cents, dollar 99. Yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood. I think mm -hmm. that you know, as authors gain more traction, they have a bigger mailing list. They've got more books out there. Um, 3.99, 4.99, even 7.99 starts to make sense. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, the thing that's happening on Amazon with with readers and, and Kindle Unlimited and the lending library and everything is people are getting pretty used to really cheap books. Yeah. And so, if you price your book at fifteen dollars, you know, people are going to say, well, you know, there's probably a book just as good that's that's three bucks. Um, and so I think to start out with, if you don't have a lot of books, you don't have a lot of traction, you have to kind of keep it under that $5 mark. Right. Yeah. 
and I think you know from there it's a spectrum, right? Uh, mm-hmm. At five dollars, you're gonna you're gonna sell less books than you are at ninety nine cents. Um, you might make more money, or might make about the same amount of money, but you'll have less people looking at your book. And so, if sure. your goal is to get more people looking at your book, I'd price it even lower, maybe even free. If Would your you goal, say, yeah, go ahead. Would you say this is a, a nonfiction versus fiction? Like, it doesn't matter. You know, when I speak, I'm speaking mostly about fiction. That's mm-hmm. really what we deal with. I would say 90%. We, we certainly have nonfiction as a category, and, and we work with a lot of nonfiction authors. But, um, you know, nonfiction is a little bit of a different beast. You know, fiction writers write books, and they typically aren't doing anything else. So, you know, a book is a lead into another book of theirs. Mm-hmm. Nonfiction authors, a lot of times... Um, you know, they have a course that they're doing, and so the, the book is kind of a lead-in, or yeah. uh, they do consulting, and so they want to write a book about a certain area of nutrition or a, a marketing mm-hmm. tactic or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's a little bit of a different animal, but still, I think, um, you know, again, if your audience is low and you're starting out, you, you got to kind of keep your price low, too, just because that's what the market expects. Um, so when you were on K-Boards, you said you guys are, are looking through all the threads and stuff and, you, and, and you're, you're identifying some of the problems that indie authors are facing. And, and like, what are some of these problems and, and how are they being addressed? Well, I think, uh, you know, they have a lot of problems. The number one problem is how to sell more books, okay. yeah. <laughs> right? And so <laughs> when we look at that problem, we say, okay, well, our mailing list has to be bigger uh, and it's got to be full of people that actually want to buy books or download free books, right? And so we, we spend a lot of our time and effort building a list of quality people who, who want books so that when our authors come and, and buy an ad with us, you know, they see results and, and we take okay. that very seriously. Let's, let's talk about these, these sure. different sites of job. I want, I want to hear about them and I want to, I want to come, I want to kind of understand what to expect if I were to sign up for your service. Sure. So, um, I'll start first with Freebooksy and Bargainbooksy, which are probably the, you know, the biggest sites that we have. They're the oldest, they're the most well-known. Um, you know, they do very similar things with one sort of very obvious discrepancy that, um, Freebooksy promotes exclusively free books. Bargainbooksy promotes exclusively books under five dollars, mm-hmm. and we keep those lists separate on purpose because uh, you know that's the way that sort of the purchase behavior shakes out. And so we want to make sure that that's nice and clean for people. Um, but you know, the process for purchasing an ad through us is really easy on Freebooksy or Bargainbooksy. You you go to the website, you pick your genre, you pick a date that you want to run your ad, uh, you put in your credit card, and you hit go. And um, you know if uh, you know, if for some reason your book doesn't meet our editorial criteria or we look at it and we're like, you know, that author's not going to see the results that they want. Um, you know, we work with you to either refund you or reschedule or do something like that. What kind of editorial, editorial criteria are you guys? So we don't have hard and fast rules. Um, you know, some people like BookBub have a pretty specific set of criteria, a certain number of reviews, um, things like that. We, um, we don't have those criteria because we really feel that, you know, we want to be inclusive to the indie community and we want to give people a chance. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we just kind of, you know, we give it a look. We have an editorial staff. We make sure, you know, we know our audience, our reader audience well. Uh, and so on a per genre basis, we, we check the books and we make sure that we think that they're actually going to perform. Um, so it's really more of a, uh, you know, a gut feel, a uh, quick look at it. Um, than it is a strict set of guidelines. Yeah. When you say perform, mm-hmm. what what's a good performance? Like when you take a book and you're like, okay, this is going to do well, what does that mean? Well, with a bargain books, it means it's going to sell books. And on free books, it means it's going to get a lot of free downloads. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we try to price our uh, ads so that the average author is, you know, 
ROI neutral, right? So that if you mm-hmm. pay $30, you're going to sell $30 worth of books. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do some pretty hefty quantitative analysis to make sure that things are priced correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, on FreeBooksy, we obviously don't have quite that, um, you know, we don't have the sales data because you're not actually selling books. Mm-hmm. But we do keep in touch with our authors through surveys and through in-person interviews to make sure that the results um, on the free download numbers are big enough uh, that they're they're happy with with what they're paying and what they're getting. Mm-hmm. I can see um, free booksy working really well with like you know a mailing list building sort of campaign so that you know the ROI will be realized later. You know exactly, I mean? and that's you know and that's interesting. I, I'm actually thinking about this for myself now. This is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Great, so, so, yeah. So. Um, yeah, go, go on, go on. You know, so FreeBooksy works really well, giving away free. And we're big believers in free, obviously. Not everybody mm-hmm. is, but we, we, we believe in it strongly. Uh, yeah. You know, we see a lot of authors who, who, you know, bet the bank on free and they make a ton of money. Yeah. And they do that through, you know, the first book in the series being free. And then, you know, the read-through percentage on these books is really high. Yeah. And, and they know that, that those sales are coming, you know, two, three, four, even six months down the road. But they've seen it work and they know it. Um, And the same thing with the mailing list, like you mentioned, if you know, you have a a book that's got some good, you know, front matter and back matter that's getting people to a mailing list signup page, um, you know, you'll, you'll get some signups and and those people buy books later. Uh, And so, you know, it does take some time, um, but we really believe it's worth it. Interesting. Interesting. So what other services do you offer offer besides these two? Um, So we have uh, two other, two other websites. The services that we offer are similar but different, and I'll explain how. So we run newinbooks.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, new in books is really about what's new, what's buzzy in books. Um, the reading audience there is the kind of people that are really staying up to date with the New York Times bestseller list. Um, we see a little bit different genre breakdown. It's a little more heavier on sort of literary fiction, things that the literary community is, is talking about. Um, New in books is also not discount restricted. So if your book is full priced, uh, we also promote audiobooks, we promote paperback books, hardcover books. So um, it's not ebook restrictive, it's not price restrictive. Um, and it is, you know, for, for new releases or, or new books, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's really, we built it to help people launch books. Right. And it, there's a lot more content on new in books than there is on, you know, free books or bargain booksy. Um, those readers are really looking for kind of an alert. They just want to know with the good books, with the good deals. New in books, there's a lot more commentary. There's author interviews. There's there's a deeper connection between the reader and the book, and the reader and, and the author. Um, and so it's it's much more of a sort of magazine about about new and buzz in books. Um, you can buy um, ads on new in books. They're more expensive. The editorial criteria is higher. Um, but, uh, you know, the reading audience is, is, is quite different. When you say new, um, how how long is it, is a book considered new for? So, you know, the restrictions are not hard and fast. You know, we generally look for sort of 60 to, you know, within the last 60 days, 60 to 90 days, something like that. Um, but you know, the angle on book discovery for new and books is new. And we find that the books that do the best are the ones that are, um, you know, running their new and books promotion on or around their release date. Um, and, you know, we do work with people on pre-orders, which is another thing that people really like about it. Right, right. Um, this now, uh, it's new in books, and uh, I saw that you had a, a new romance brand. Yeah, also, it's, called, right? it's called Red Feather Romance. Mm-hmm. It is exclusively erotic romance books. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, you know, kind of uh, 
it's got sort of a naughty tone to it. It's, uh, you know, certainly inspired by sort of the Fifty Shades of Grey erotic romance phenomenon. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can buy promotions on there as well. Um, the emails aren't daily; they're weekly. They're a little bit more curated. Um, that audience is <laughs> is just voracious. Yes, <laughs> um, five so, a day. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And so we've we've seen really good success with with some of our authors on that site. And so it's you know it's something that we're really excited about. Cool, cool. I have a quick question about um, free free booksy and also bargain booksy. Do you guys deal deal with short stories at all? So. Um, Generally, if it's just a one short story, uh, we we generally don't accept it, and not because uh, short stories aren't important, just because we know that our audience isn't going to like it. Um, so we do do sort of compilations of stories, mm-hmm. uh, novellas sometimes work, uh, mm-hmm. but you know the the audience is looking for novels. Um, mm-hmm. The audience is is full of people that are looking for a great deal on, you know, a 200 page plus book that, that they, you know, will give them a week of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we do shorter stuff uh, on occasion, but, but longer stuff definitely does better. Yeah. And at what point um, would, and this is probably going to, it's probably going to go against which you're all, everything you are as a marketer, but like at what <laughs> point would like using your service, um, you start seeing diminishing returns or is there a point? Um, you know, I think it's a fair question, you know, and certainly, you know, Stephen King probably doesn't need to buy with us. Right. (laughs) Um, right. Say, say, say like just for me, for instance, uh like if I have a book and I want to, and I run an ad every week, like there's going to be a point when, when you're, when, you know, your, your subscribers are are like, okay, we we get it. This guy's books on, on sale and (laughs) we're not buying it. Yeah. So we uh, only let people buy once every 30 days for that exact reason. So, so we do have that in place. Um, But, you know, I, you know, we have, we work with, uh, with some big publishers and random house buys with us and and some big authors still buy with us. So I think, you know, even people who are really established, they see, um, they see value in, in doing and continuing to do this. So I think you have to be really big to outgrow it. (laughs) Well, what are your, um, what are your current prices sort of today? Buy an ad. So on free booksy and bargain booksy, um, the ad, you know the ads range anywhere from forty dollars to two hundred, with the mm-hmm. bulk of them being kind of in the fifty to hundred range. Yeah. Um, new in books is more expensive. They start at uh, four hundred dollars. It's a more discerning audience that's buying full price books, paperback books, etc. Um, Red Feather Romance is is similar in price to free books and bargain books. Here, where the ads are kind of at fifty, seventy five, one hundred dollar range, uh-huh. um, and so you know we like to keep you know on on the free books and bargain books. The our price is really indie author friendly and really affordable. Right. And um, you know, new in books, we're working with sort of a different level of of author and client, but um, you know, still compared to what you're looking at for you know a publicity agent or um, any kind of full service author marketing. You know, the prices are really compelling. So what what can an author expect at the lower tier, the forty dollars range versus two hundred with free booksy or bargain booksy? Yeah, so it depends on your genre, right? Uh-huh. And so, like I said, um, and it also really varies on lots of different variables, right? How good your book cover is, how many reviews you have, all that kind of stuff. But basically, um, you know, we like to keep it so on average, people are kind of like I said, ROI neutral. So you know, you can expect to hopefully sell around as much as as you paid. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not true for everybody. Some people sell less and some, and some people sell a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and those people keep coming back, keep coming back, keep coming back. Um, so, so that's kind of what you can expect. And, and, you know, it, uh, again, it really depends on genre. If you're writing romance, 
uh, you're going to see more activity and the price is going to be, you know, $100. Whereas if you're in a, you know, a smaller genre like science fiction, uh, you're going to see less, less activity, but you're going to pay less as well. Oh, I see. Great. All right. So before we wrap, go ahead and tell tell everyone where they can find out more about you and uh, take it from there. Yeah. So uh, writtenwordmedia.com. Uh, we have on our blog, we've got articles that are for independent authors and there's a lot of good information there and, and there's more coming around the corner. Um, you can go to free booksy or bargain booksy and just click on the for the authors tab um, and you can sort of figure out how to buy ads with us. And you can also find everything from writtenwordmedia.com, but uh, writtenwordmedia.com is a place to start out. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That's great. Well, I, I really appreciate your time today, Farrell. This is uh, exciting stuff. And, and um, one thing I did want to say is, is you know, when I was on your site, that I was talking about trust earlier. Mm-hmm. There's something, um, there is something trustworthy about it. There's something, I don't know, it's, it's, it doesn't feel markety. You yeah. Know? It feels very friendly. Like, well, I'm glad to hear you say that because we work really hard at that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's something I, we, I we pride tell. ourselves in that, you know, uh, we care about the author community and we try to be involved and, and we do everything we can to sort of be good participants in that yeah. community. And, and um, you know, hopefully it shows and it's really good to hear people yeah, you say that. that. That warmth does come through absolutely. And, and, and um, that's one of the reasons why you're on the podcast. And I, I appreciate that. I don't see that too often. All right. Well, thank you so much. And um, hopefully we'll have you on sometime again soon when you're talking about some new service. (laughs) Sounds great. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. For more episodes and giveaways, head over to www.bleedinginc.fm. That's www.bleedinginc.fm. If you want to help me out even more, you can go check out my book, Modern Rituals, The Wayward Three, on Amazon today. And if you like what you're hearing, share the show. My goal is to get this show into the hands of as many writers as possible. So share it with your friends, your family, other writers you know, and let's make this happen. And also, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a software guy and I make tools for writers. Check out jslauthor.com. That's for J.S. Leonard, jslauthor.com. There you can sign up for my mailing list, get free tools, and all kinds of awesome stuff. Thanks for listening. The ink is run dry. See you next time.